key players are making key moves on the war between Earth and Mars, and lots of conversations where nobody trusts each other happen on this week's episode of The Expanse, and we're here to talk about it on The Crash Couch. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Crash Couch. This is going to be a fun episode, I can already tell, because we have some new voices here uh, along with myself. So, um, did I introduce myself already? I can't remember. Oh, well, if I didn't... I don't, think, I I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, that voice you hear, actually, let's let's do a little different than I was planning. Uh, that voice you hear is Ian. Ian is here for the first time. Right? Hey, yeah. I am. It is me for the first time. So, uh, Ian yeah. is a new fan of The Expanse. I got him hooked. You did. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I started watching it uh, three months ago, I think. Uh, I watched the pilot. Uh, I think I watched the pilot when I did the logo. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then uh, I just didn't watch it for forever. And then um, I binged seasons one and two like crazy and then got the books. And now I'm like three quarters of the way through Caliban's War. And I'm loving all of it so much. Nice. Um, so, uh, also joining us is uh, our my normal co-host, Laura. Laura, how are you? I am present. And we have, <laughs> we have a I showed special... up. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, and that's hey, that's all I can that's all I can ask. <laughs> that is all I can ask. And also joining us is Michael. Michael, how are you? Hi. How are you guys doing? I'm a staff writer for Friends of Comic Con. And uh, I actually did a set visit of The Expanse, too. Yeah, oh, nice. I, I know. You were one of those lucky few. <laughs> yeah. I've seen those pictures. Oh. I've seen them pop up, and I get really jealous. I just hold it in and let it stew. Well, you know, there is a chance if, if they do season four, they may, may allow some of the super fans, which I know you are one, uh, they, may, they may allow them to, to go up for a set visit if we get season four, which we all have to work on. Yeah, that is true. I'm trying. <laughs> all right. So the summary for this episode, Assured Destruction. Earth strategize, strategizes a costly ploy to gain advantage in the war against Mars. Anna struggles to convince Sorrento Gillis to do the right thing. Avasarala and Bobby seek refuge aboard the Rosinante. I'm just going to get it out there. Well, right you from know the what? Start, I thought this you, episode was boring. Chris, Chris, wait, Chris, I find it interesting that they call it the Rosinante still. Isn't it the Pinus Corn 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 Contorta? Pinus Corn Something like that? Isn't that the new name for a while? But everybody still calls it the Rosinante, huh? Well, I think it's just mainly because that's the name we're all used to, and that's what, like, the marketing would probably call it. Um, and it's, it's, it will always be the Rosie to me. Oh, I agree, but I, I find it interesting that they that they still refer to it that way. Even even the authors refer to it as the Rosinante. Mm-hmm. I guess it's so. I guess that's always just going to be the official name, and everything else is sort of, you know. Yeah bootleg almost mm. i just like that it what it like it was officially the tachi but no it's the it's the resonante and then it yeah. became the the 
peanut corn fritter or whatever. <laughs> and yes, we're just like, no. Nope. Yep. <laughs> we're just like, nah, nah, it's still the Ross Dante. Like, nope. Sorry. <laughs> well, the Rossi's easier to say than the Pinus con- con- Contorta. Yeah. That's much easier <laughs> to say. So. Yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue quite as easily. No, <laughs> it really doesn't. It, it's a rough one. So it was a cool story behind yeah. the name. Basically, give credit to that guy. Basically, for this episode of this podcast, I want you guys to convince me why this episode wasn't boring. And if you succeed okay. by the end, I will gladly admit defeat and then go rewatch the episode um, before the next one. And, and maybe my mind will change. But for now... I don't know. You guys have, have a bit of an uphill uphill to climb. Well, can I say this real quick? I mean, come on. L- look at the lines that um, Amos had this episode. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, the, the walking in heels, that is just by itself such a wonderfully classic Amos line. Mm-hmm. It's going to go down in history. Come on. That is so good. That was so excellent. That was pretty funny. I'm so glad we get to see more of Amos and little peeks into his history, like lighthearted ones like that, and then darker ones like where he is taking the staples out of out of Prax's head. Yeah. And they're talking about Boston, and he, you know, says the only way you can get out of Boston is die. Baltimore. And so. Uh, well, yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. wrong B one. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. You got the right I'm not coast. a real fan anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you got, you got the real I guess coast, I'll just excuse myself. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's like, "How'd you get out of Baltimore?" Guy died, <laughs> so you get to see like, these little peaks. I was like, "I'm so excited we get to see more of that." Um, well, don't you think that was a great line? Considering if you've read the novels and the novellas, especially the turn, that is incredible line. And it's 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 almost like a Shakespeare. I, I call it one of those Shakespearean lines where you kind of it's a throwaway line where Shakespeare had some throwaway lines all the time in any great play, but you just take yeah. them by themselves and they're just wonderfully beautiful, you know? Yeah, it's where I guess maybe it doesn't seem like anything on its own, unless you have maybe the context of the churn, or mm-hmm. um maybe once we get further into this season or the next and you get to learn more about his backstory it'll make more sense <laughs> so you can kind of see the dots connecting further along so when you go back it'll make sense but right now it's just like a little seed being planted mm-hmm. just like this is there's yeah, so many still, little I'm seeds. still in the dark so for me I was like haha but that's about it well well, remember this too. Remember in season one when when Avasarala was with her grandson on the roof, and her grandson said something that was, you know, if if you know Nemesis Games, was incredibly prophetic. Yep. Yeah. About. Yeah. I I don't want to. Uh, don't, don't, I don't, don't want to spoil it. Yeah. yeah. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. I know what you're so talking good. about, though. But it's so good, though, isn't it? And yeah. I think in this this episode is that's the whole point about the so-called boring episodes. We get all this wonderful character development. I mean, look yeah. at look at the tension between between uh, Naomi and uh, and Avasarala, and mm-hmm. and then Bobby and the entire crew, and then Naomi and the and the crew. I mean, and then. Uh, Sorrento Gillis, uh, you know uh, what he felt at the end of that, and then and then Aaron Wright. 
Aaron Wright is Yago. I mean, does anybody else not see that Aaron Wright is Yago? I mean, come on. <laughs> and, and, I mean, seriously, that man is 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 just classically evil, and he's yeah. so manipulative. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Sean Doyle is just hitting that. I mean, if he doesn't get an um, Emmy nomination, uh, there's something wrong in the world. Yeah, he is. He's nailing it because I, oh, I just want to spit every time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no i don't hate i don't hate sean doyle i hate eric because he's so slimy and he's just and then we see that mao we see that mao is not is not is is a villain but we were you know he's reminded we're reminded that he's still a human person and the way he's relating to may i mean if you look at all these developments and then we, we get Admiral Soother back in here too, good lord. I mean, there's so much happening there. The, the plot is moving along. We're bringing all these forces together because if you remember season one, we had all these separate little plots. And then all of a sudden when they came together, boom, we get arrows. Yeah. And yeah. You, I mean, you, you got to admit, I mean, that was just incredible. And I think and, – and hasn't Dan uh, – uh, Dan uh, Daniel Abraham, he hasn't even promising that, you know, as it leads up to, you know, there's a wonderful, if you've read, who's read the books? I can't remember. I, 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 I'm, I'm almost done with Caliban's War. Okay. I can't, I won't tell you guys anything, but what they've said is there's, it, it's leading towards another wonderful, day, what they, you know, the French, you know, obviously you can tell them a writer, denouement, you know, leading towards that high point again. And yeah. it's, it's, it's going to, I think it's going to blow everybody's mind. If you've not read the books, you have no idea what the proto molecule is. And trust me, that proto molecule, when you when you when we find out, your brains will fall out of your head, and you will you know you will have a nerd. I call it nerdgasm, and you will fall <laughs> backwards. Okay. I, I, and, and so, I'm sorry. I'm so like, I've been so psyched for all that's happened so far. And I know what's coming, and I know I'm going to freak out anyway. And, yeah, he tweeted something just even saying, you know, this is just a warm-up. And I was like, I know. And even hearing that, I'm just like, I know. <laughs> oh, and someone posted an episode, a list of the episode titles, and I just got even more freaked out. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that it's just leading in, and you you gotta have a you gotta have a breather every once in a while. And I think this is a wonderful character yeah. development episode. We we we're bringing the forces together. I mean, Admiral Nguyen, Nguyen uh, you know, uh, who, who pops in with his. I mean, that guy, you know, he's only he's like second or third to to Aaron Wright in terms of being a an a, an a hole. You know. Yep. Uh, you know, Strickland. Honestly, I think Strickland is even. I think Strickland is even worse than than Aaron Wright because Strickland is. I mean, that man is just evil. I mean, he's just. Yeah. He's he's Mingala. All right, you know that's Joseph Mingala. Yeah. Well, he's doing it with like, kind of an eerie smile on his face, like trying to act nice. So it's got that whole cover of like, look, I'm playing a nice guy and I'm acting nice, but. <laughs> You're doing really evil stuff. He so it feels very. That. He reminds me of the guy um, in the beginning of horror movies that you're supposed to sympathize with or like, but then they all of a sudden just turn evil and you see like their true self and their true nature. And that, exactly. that's the kind of vibe I get. Like, obviously, it's, it's very clear that what he's doing is, is not good, but. Um, 
I mean, we, we knew that from the beginning. We knew that from last season. But um, well, even still, this, like, he, he still gives off that vibe. This is yeah. my question to you guys. You guys think he's 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 more evil than, than Dresden? Because Dresden had 100,000 people. This guy has children. But the differences between Strickland and Dresden, Dresden didn't know those people. He was not personally involved with those people. He did not personally manipulate them into, you know, loving what they're doing. I mean, Strickland is in there with those kids smiling and telling them, oh, they're going to be living better lives and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, Dresden, eh, these are test animals. So I don't know. Honestly, who's who's more evil, Strickland or Dresden? I think they're just different kinds so, of evil. Yeah. Weird kind of math. Yeah. Just, I but, guess that but, is weird kind of kind of calculation. Calculus and trigonometry are both <laughs> horrible. <laughs> that is a valid point. But yeah. anyway, on a more positive character development note, um, I wanted to point out um, Bobby and Abbasarella in this episode because they're adorable. And my heart worked every time I saw them on screen. Um, first when like when Avasarala wakes up and she just reaches for Bobby's hand and she grabs it. Just like thanks for not letting me die. I was like they're friends finally. <laughs> I was like I was so happy to see them on screen together, but mm-hmm. this is what I was waiting for was like their their relationship <laughs> to blossom. And then just them chiding each other like they did kind of a little on the Razorback. And then again when uh when they're with Amos and Avasarala is trying to do the do the make boots. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. She's like, I'm doing fine, right? And she's like, Yep, I'll tell Mars to ready their white flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is the two of you I wanted to see. Yeah, that totally sounds like something I say to my grandma too. Like, you know, like, grandma, like, is stumbling through the kitchen, and you're like, oh, my, look at you. Not a day over 20. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, but, you know, it's interesting, though, is 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 how, but, listen, what about Holden and Naomi? I mean, when he told her she could take the razor back, yeah. did anyone else's heart stop for a second? No, yeah. I was like, take the freaking razor back. I'm tired of Naomi. Uh-oh. Oh no 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 Ian, no! You no, have no. to explain yourself for there for that one. Oh, she's just uh, well. So I'm at the point in the books where I can see where the show went different with a few different things. Yes. And her relationship with Holden and Book Naomi is so much better. And so like, like she's driving me nuts, man. Like her just. Well, uh, can, can I just defend her in, in this respect? She betrayed. She betrayed their trust. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about that. She was wrong in doing that. But, yeah. but, but I understand. Remember, she thought she was going to die, and that's why she gave it to Fred Johnson in in this one. We we know if you've read the books. Can we? I think we can do a minor spoiler here and say that the books are different. In the books, uh, uh, Holden gave uh, Fred Johnson the proto molecule. Sam. Yeah, completely different. You know, yeah, yeah, and so it's gonna be. But in this way, what it does is is that one of the things that Narin said had always said, you know, remember it's different mediums, and so you have to have different conflicts. And what yeah. they tell you in writing is always you always got to have conflicts, guys. And personally, I, I find that trouble, but but it works really well when you're watching it because you get so involved in there, you start yelling at the people on the screen, and you know, and remember if you uh, you guys aren't old enough to remember this, but in the old days, <laughs> when 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 um. 
uh, soap operas were really big. The women in the soap operas who were the villains had to be careful going out in public because literally women would come up to him and slap him in the face. <laughs> yeah, because awesome. they were so in, they were so involved in the stories and they believed him so much. And it's like Aaron Wright. We talked about Aaron Wright earlier, and in this one, Naomi drives you a little bit crazy. But if you when you get further into the books, Ian, you'll see a couple other things about Naomi which will surprise the blank out of you. But you've already been given hints about it too. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be a, it's gonna be big time. It's it's all involved in that thing about the uh, you know where the grandchild was talking to Avasarala and Naomi talked about her child that she had to give up. Remember when she told Prax that. Right, so this yeah. this is all in this together. Yeah. And you know so it's it's it, it's all gonna if we got to get all the episodes. Which another thing why we got to get on Sci-Fi's case. You know they got to give us the entire series. Okay, yeah. that's the bottom line. We want the entire series, and we want it now. We don't want. There's to so much to, to, that. Oh, there's so much that all just comes together. But <laughs> I also kind of to that point when you see Naomi and uh, and Alex together, and they have kind of that bonding moment after Alex receives that message from his wife, which he deserved. Just putting that out there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, to say the yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you kind of see him just listening to his music, and she comes in, and he says straight up that he's still mad about that, which is also fair, totally deserved, but that he admires her commitment to her people, and I think that's kind of an interesting view that I liked. To that we got to see there too. Yeah, and I get it. Like I'm with Alex on that, you know, but I still think she's annoying. It's not 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 what she's done. It's just it's just how she's being like a little baby about it. Like, well, I don't know. It's drive, uh. Well, but I'm going to be the only one that's going to defend Alex, okay? Because Alex reminds me of those ancient mariners that would go out to sea and the sea was their love. And oh yeah. Is, it, it, but, but what I find is a little bit self-serving about Alex, too, in this one is he contacts his wife when he his family is destroyed on the ship. And then when his wife says, no, you're not coming back and goodbye, you know, so long, farewell, then he reaches out to Naomi. Yeah. That's a little bit self-serving. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. self-serving on his part. But at the same time, I, I think I think it's just I, I, I get Alex, but he was wrong to get married. But you know, in Mars. Yeah. But but having said that, you can look at it as a certain analogy because remember, the Martians had to marry and have children. That was one of the big things. It was almost yeah. like, if you if you will, and I hope I'm not offending offending anybody. But if if a person were Mormon or Catholic, your expectation is that you have children, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and so on Mars, it was almost religious in that respect. And so, but he was, if you think about him. He, he gave in to that, but the, his true self never was a part of that, and he he finally admitted it. Now, you know, her whole point is, I'm glad for you, but don't bother us anymore. And she's absolutely right. She's yeah. absolutely right. And and I and so I'm kind of sympathetic towards him, and not at the same time. But it takes a really brave person to go against, you know, all the institutions that tell you to do one thing and you want to do something else. So. Yeah. Well, it, it's remember, and if you, if you read the books, Alex and, and I actually had this conversation with with Cass Anvar, is that Alex is one of the most un, underdeveloped characters in the book, and in the series, he's way he's way more nuanced. They bring a whole bunch more yeah. into it. And if you've read the if you've read the comic books and the graphic novel, there's more backstory there, and and um, there's there's more backstory to in 
I actually had a conversation with Hallie uh, Lambert, right? She's the one who wrote Weeping Somnambulist, and mm-hmm. she's going to write, I think, episode eight or nine of this coming season. And 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 she was, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, what if they could do more um, um, uh, graphic novels, and we were we're asking her to do a gra- you know, like a, a comic book on Alva Sarala too. I think Alva Sarala's backstory is going to be really, really. <laughs> yeah. So, and and, and I, I I got an idea. I actually, right, I actually had a conversation with uh, Cheryl Ray too, and. Avasarala's backstory is really, really interesting. You, you remember the Avasarala strut when she walked into Jules uh, Mao's uh, yacht, and she just said, "Oh, you know, so what?" Yeah. Well, there's a reason. There's a reason why she could take that attitude. And once we get her backstory, I don't want to tell you her backstory because I'm hoping they're going to put it in the comic book because it's gonna be a it's gonna be great. Okay. <laughs> okay. I love her. Oh, I do too. Trust me. Showray is the perfect person to play that. When I, I actually had, like I said, I had a chance to interview her. She is an incredibly intense person. Incredibly, incredibly intense. When you have all that attention focused on you, you realize why she's playing Ava Sarala. There should be oh, no yeah. doubt in her mind. She owns that role. She owns it. Yeah. Yeah. She had one of my favorite lines in the episode, which uh, I tweeted out earlier today, which was, "I'd tell you to cry a river if you like even knew what one looked like or whatever." Or she like if you could even appreciate I one. Loved that, was, that because that's just so specific to yeah. the situation, to the people, oh, exactly. to the universe. I was like, exactly. oh. Plus, did it was he, at Naomi, and I was like, take it. But yeah, did anybody else go? Oh snap! Was I the only yeah. one that went? Oh snap! <laughs> yeah, I was like, that is <laughs> oh, a well yeah. thought out, nuanced, layered. Just <laughs> spicy, spicy take. And I was like, oh, this hurts because I love the both of you. <laughs> but oh. damn. Yeah, that, that was that was so excellent. But the writing, it, you know, this episode was, was I thought, incredibly tight. Souther talking to uh, Kochar and, you know, Kochar having to kill that guy, too. Yeah, was that, that was a bummer. Episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that guy was. What was that? I, I, I wrote down his name because I couldn't. Re- I couldn't remember his name for the life of me. Uh, uh, Theo. I don't remember. Theo. Yeah, Theo. Theo. Um, oh, by the way, we heard Kochar's last name in that episode. Did anybody catch it? Oh no. Yes, yeah. I just watched it and then uh, I just forgot it. Oh, it, it's Gazi. His last yes. name is Gazi. It is so amazing. So I, I actually wrote it down. Uh, I'm going to do a fan panel of, of for uh, in at Denver Comic Con for the Expanse, right? Yeah. And so, and you guys, uh, I'm going to have that as one of my questions. So, if, so if they're watching the podcast, they're going to get a free prize, and I'm not going to tell you what the prize is, but it'll be Ooh. sweet. It'll be sweet. Excellent. So, yeah. More reasons. Well, there's more reason to listen. More reason to listen to Chris's podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. There you oh. go. Yeah. But anyways, the episode was super boring. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> the worst. This is the first episode, and it can be your last if you if you don't play your cards <laughs> right, man. Uh, yeah, there's just nothing to talk about. No character development. No movement of anything. Everybody got along, and they were singing "Kumbaya" together. Yeah. Hey, remember how like two million people didn't die in South America? <laughs> oh yeah, there's that part too. Oh, God. 
but anyway, but we can we can go on and he can just catch up with us. But I mean, his whole point was they were talking about that. You know, I, I saw a lot of things on Twitter. Some people were talking about the science of it too, right? Well, they talk about the rail guns and you know how fast they accelerate those those projectiles, and apparently they 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 project them up to a you know a, a reasonable uh, percentage of the speed of light or something. Yeah. And so yeah. So that's, yeah, yeah. They they go very very fast, and so they have this huge amount of kinetic energy, and that's the reason why they're so powerful because the, the amount of kinetic energy that they pack. And they're relatively cheap to do too. Apparently, oh, he's, he's well, gone. we lost him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that was one of the things that they were talking about on there. You know, the science part of it. And yeah. what what we we should do is hold their feet to the fire in the science part. You know, on, on some things, because Naren, uh, you know, the showrunner has talked about that. At you know, at WonderCon, actually, they had a panel, the science of, uh, you know, the science of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of the expanse. And, you know, if I think we should ask them the hard questions, you know, when we tweet them and stuff like that, because in most cases, they'll answer. You, you know, Ty's been very good, you know, about answering those questions. Yeah, I think I like well, I love that they uh, that they make such an effort to show kind of the uh, the science of it and that it's not well that it's not all hand-waving, certainly, and that it's very much not hand-waving where, like, they don't have to. But... What I did notice, too, remember, too, about the science stuff of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know they, 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 they openly talk about, yeah, we know there's no sound in space, but you know what? Yeah. You, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't work dramatically. So, so we put the yeah. sound in there. Okay, so everybody live with yeah. it. There's no music in space either. So oh, yeah. guess what? You hear music, you know. So, so they yeah, said, you know, dr- we do this for like, dramatic purposes. Right. You know, and there's certain things that they do for I'm dramatic not, purposes. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, I see people who, who complain about that, and I'm like, do you want a silent show? Like, it's it's a visual or it's an audiovisual medium. You kind of need to have some of this in right. for entertainment purposes. Like, it can't go completely one hundred percent hard sci-fi. It needs to be some of it needs to be entertaining. Yeah, and you know, they admitted, and one of the things that Narin talked about too, um, he you know at that at WonderCon. Was what they're planning to do. You remember when Alex that that one episode when he did that slingshot from last season when he did that slingshot to get in silently in, into Ganymede? Yeah. So yeah, well, and what he said is the science of that was wrong, and they said they're going to do it again. But he says we're going to get the science right when we do it again. And he admitted. He said I admit it, and he he was not happy with it. And so he's going to. He says the next time we see that kind of maneuver, it will be yeah. scientifically correct. So I mean, the whole point is they're you know, I mean. I don't want to talk about. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Really excited for um, what the next slingshot is probably going to be. <laughs> oh, I can. I, I, let me tell you this. Okay, when I was when I when I was on the set, I can't tell you what I saw, but it's going to be fun. It's going <laughs> yeah, to yeah. be. It's going to be. I mean, I and and then I actually talked to Bob. There's something. When we find out about the proto molecule, like remember I told you, yeah. literally, it, it's going to be nerdgasm. I, I swear to God, yeah. it will be, it'll be nerdgasm. I, yeah. I, there's just no doubt about it. He says, it, 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 he promised. Okay, he promised, and so they've been living up to their promise so far. So oh, I, yeah. I, th- I think they're going to deliver. So I, I'm, I'm so excited for that one. 
but you know, it's it's good to see Souther back. It's good to see that tension between him and uh, uh, Admiral Union. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, uh, how do you pronounce his just name? Win. Win. Admiral Win. It's yeah. just Win. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was. It's 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 so easy. He I, is back. Easy. Yeah, yeah, I'm I, back. It's it's lost. So I live in I live in the Pacific Northwest. There's a huge Vietnamese community up here, and it's like it's like it's like what would it be? Smith of Vietnam. So it's everybody uh, has that last name, and it's just Im- Win. Implement. Win. Yeah, but when you look at the spelling, it's like uh, no. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. Nigga, yeah, why are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's like wow. But anyway, yeah. But like you said, uh, ever win, right? Uh, so I'll I'll stop mispronouncing the the, the man's uh, name then. So, but but he's like a really good villain too. Think about it. He's, yeah. He's, 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 he, yeah. Because I remember, am. he's always been a hawk from the very beginning. So yeah. This is playing yeah. right into his hands, and it it should be interesting to see how I how this all plays out because a lot of this wasn't in the book. I don't remember this being in the book. Um, so Ian, are you seen in the in the book Caliban's War? Uh, yes. Hmm. Did you find out about Win? Can you hear me? I like Ted drop again. M E N T. What's his face before Cotier or whatever his name is? Uh, Avicerella had the other assistant that ended up being like the spy on her. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And it was he was the brainchild of that guy. Like and so he's he's been like her enemy in the book since she was introduced. Yeah, he's also because I had to try and remember which like which ship is which um, during this whole series of events coming up. So Admiral Wynn is the one that's like in charge of or commanding officer of the Agatha King which he takes control of this episode so there's that in place yeah and then yeah. some some stuff happens on that ship tomorrow well actually tomorrow we get to see drummer I'm so excited yeah because she's supposed to she's she they sent her out to get the behemoth right Fred the Johnson. Na- yeah well yeah, the Navu oh is it still the Navu yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, way to go. I am so way sorry. To go. Well, I've, I mean, she's about uh, to go get it, and then I suppose they're about to do that, so. Yeah, they're, yeah. Well, I mean, they're not, they can't leave it as the All Nauvoo. Right. I mean, because that's not the name of, you know, yeah. they, have change, they have to change the name All of right. it to something for the belt. You can't leave it, you can't leave it as the Nauvoo, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so so maybe the Rossinanti will come back. <laughs> the Rossinanti too. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. So that'd be hilarious. But but no, I don't think that's going to be the case. But but you know, this episode, I just you know, to me, it's it's all about the people in this episode, and yeah. it's just you know, we don't get the great action, but you know, you can't have space battles. Although when you think about, it, we actually had some great action. You know, one point seven odd million people being killed is is not a trivial matter. You know, and yeah. so. But with it's, Earth's that's a lot of people. It really is, but oddly enough, the horrible part about it is with Earth's current population at that time, and considering where it was, the outrage is more that they got that the that the thing got through than that 1.7 million people died. We our brains can't comprehend 1.7 million people dying. We we really can't. It's a huge number, and we just go like, wow, that's a lot of people dying. But you, it, oh, doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't register in your brain. You know, somebody being shot out here in front of you, one person being shot out here in front of you blows your mind. 
Yeah. But 1.7 million people dying because of a nuclear strike, it's horrible and you're all outraged, but your brain doesn't wrap around that number. It doesn't, you know, it's just too, if you don't know anybody who lived there and apparently it's, it's a fairly remote area. So, you know, yeah. a lot of people probably just didn't know anyone who lived there too. I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking this through for, for how, you know, Sorrento Gillis is going to have to answer for that, you know, and, and yeah. figure it out, you know, because, you know, once you start something like that and you get that many people dying, it, it goes to war. It goes to all-out war at that point. And Earth's at the bottom of a gravity well, a huge gravity well. Yeah, you don't want to be fighting with people when you're at the bottom of a huge gravity well. You guys have given me a lot to think about with this episode. I might have to watch it before uh, we're re- recording here on Tuesday the 1st. So uh, tomorrow is the next episode, and I might have to do a little bit of a rewatch and take some of your guys' comments to mind. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted to do with this episode was to sort of hear different opinions to maybe get a different perspective. Because I'll be honest, I was just like, when it comes to The Expanse, I'm always like attentive. Uh, I usually watch the episode, um, well, last season I watched it beforehand and then I watched it live. So I got two, at least two uh, chances to see it. And now I kind of just go through one. But last night, for one of the first times, even though I usually love character development episodes with this series... Um, I just felt myself like like getting bored and like being like okay how long how, you know, how many more minutes of this do I have and I was checking my phone and I usually never do that so yeah that's um, so weird to me yeah because like I was watching it and right at the end honestly with the scene between uh between Aaron Wright and Anna where he's just coming in and saying you know if if he hadn't wavered this wouldn't have happened and implying you know if you weren't here these people wouldn't have died like these two million people wouldn't have died it was just it felt very it felt like it gave the show just a very very round depth like a very political drama feel which it had of course but it was a very, very unique feel in that episode. Well, don't forget, though, too. Remember, Anna in the uh, novels was on Europa. So, you know, they yeah. made a really radical change bringing her in as soon as they did. Yeah. And, so, and you know, we didn't see her until, um, uh, what, uh, Abaddon's Gate. So this, yeah. is, this is all really very, very, very different. And it, but it works very – it works dramatically. I mean, I just yeah. – I, I I I think the thing about this is it's one of those things where the second episode was so good with the with the space battles we were just so hyped up from that and then you know we, we, we just no we want them we want the ship going after somebody we want them killed we want somebody we want battles 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 you know and I I, I get that because that's certainly well, exciting and I mean that battle scene was oh that was so good oh, so God, good so, yeah. But but this one was great in terms of the characters. My God, it just it was oh, it hurt crazy. sometimes to see some of what they were doing to each other, you know. Which yeah. I think is great. I I think that's always very good. But that's just me. Um, oh no, I agree. I uh, and if it's following like the timeline that I remember I from the books, it's about to get it was real, that I that it was a real action packed. Yes, yes, Real yes. fast. Yes, yes. So, we're build, don't we're building, up, we're building up to the nerdgasm here, aren't we? We are. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll have to make sure. I'll have to make sure my kids are in bed when I walk in. <laughs> there you go, Ian. <laughs> Maybe they'll give us an uncensored version for a change. That'd be nice. That would be, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Though seriously, everybody, write them on Twitter and just say, "No, we're adults. We want to see the uncensored version." I'm, I'm, I'm on their case constantly, and I'm going to go after. I'm going to go after the producers. I think. I think one of the producers' name. I think his name is Ben. Um, but you know, we, we need to go after Sci-Fi Channel because they're the ones doing the sensory. It's it's not the production company. It's it's, it's Sci-Fi doing it. And we got to go yeah. after. That's just, that's ridiculous. Just get my pitchfork sharpened. Go tweet Sci-Fi right now. Yell. Just let us say f words. I'll have just to talk. no context either though. Just start that. will be. So freaked out. Ian, Ian has the pitchforks. I have the I have the torches. And and so, so uh, Laura, what do you what do you bring in? Just uh, screaming. Okay. <laughs> just, just nonstop screaming. <laughs> just mass confusion. All right. Well, well guys, okay. I, I think that's uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Unless we have any so, absolute too. couple sentences we want to say as as final final opinions. Nope. I no. I feel like I also this changed my mind, and I now feel like this episode was very boring. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, I, felt I can't wait. It. Yeah, I can't wait to find what my controversial opinion is going to be. <laughs> well, m- well, mine is that this episode was boring. Joel's is that the visual effects sucks. Uh, yep. Ian will need something, and Ernie will need something, and you will need something. So I'm, well, I'm sure for it'll me, happen. It's the name. Um, I guess my name is annoying. I think. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I think Ian already found his, <laughs> his record time. <laughs> that is true. For on his first episode, no less. <laughs> maybe, maybe something great will happen next episode, and I'll be like, oh. but the fact that I don't like her is is good. I mean, it's good writing for mm-hmm. me. You know, like you were making me feel something. Yeah, especially since I. I I can see your point, Ian, and she was a good character, um, or she was a more likable character uh, in the pe- uh, first two seasons. So, uh, right. yeah, I mean, I can, I can see your point. I don't necessarily agree, but I see your point. I'll respect that. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right. Well, first, um, Michael, where can people find you on Twitter if they want to chat the expanse with you? Oh, okay, great, and please do, uh, uh, you know, uh, call me on Twitter. But I'm at Mickle P. That's at M I C L P E A, and I'm on Facebook too, and on all the Expanse groups. I think what there are about four or five, five, was it five or six groups on Facebook for the Expanse? Probably. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm on all those too. So I'm I'm on Twitter. Every once in a while, I get on Instagram. And you know, because I follow the the uh, you know the, the the cast on on mm-hmm. Instagram and everything else too. So yeah. Okay. But also too, you can you can catch me at uh, Friends of Comic Con, Friends I of CC adore. on the website there on our forum too, and, and catch all of my articles over there as well. All right, Laura, what about you? Um, mostly all of my expanse stuff is through Twitter, so you can find me at Laura. <laughs> it's L A U R A A A H H H H. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I saw earlier um, this week that you posted like something on Steam, how you had your name there yeah. too, or something. Some uh, some other service. It's 
It was the same. Th- it's the same thing. So I was trying to log into Steam because it just logged me out, and just um, did, forgot my username. So I was like, okay, guess I gotta try and remember this. It's the same as my Twitter name, except it's got two A's and four H's. <laughs> and I was like, what did I do? What was I on when I was registering? And I was just like, H just smashing my keyboard. <laughs> Apparently I hate so much regret. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. And I'm not changing it. I'm very lazy. Ian, what about you? What is your Twitter? Uh, Twitter for me is Ian the Beard. All right, very simple. Better and than it's, Ian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Beard with with four Ds. <laughs> no, but that's it. And I'm not I'm not all about the expanse all the time. I kind of just tweet about my life. Mm-hmm. So join me in my life <laughs> on Twitter. I, I occasionally tweet about other things, but it's if you come in and t- yeah, if you come in and ask me about the expanse, I will turn on a dime. Yeah, it's very <laughs> easy. <laughs> ask anyone in real life too. I just feel like anything that vaguely reminds me. I'm like, so do you want to hear my four part essay on why I love <laughs> Naomi Nagata? I've got one. <laughs> well, you might make noise. <laughs> love her. All right, and my Twitter is at the Curse of Chris, and you can also follow the Crash Couch on Twitter at Crash Couch. If you're not doing that, then I mean you're totally missing out. Um, and I think that's about it. Oh, we have an email too. If you want to send us, you know, your thoughts uh, on the show, it's Crash Couch Podcast at Gmail dot com. But the most uh, or the best way to contact us is through the through the good old Twitter machine. Which, by the way, uh, once again, props to Laura for absolutely nailing the live tweeting. Oh, yay. Thanks. <laughs> it is entertaining. Yes. I love shouting about <laughs> The Expanse. Liter- I'm not joking. That's mostly what I do in real life, too. I have two friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're both fans. <laughs> well, we're all one big happy family here. Chris, before we go, I have to ask Laura a quick question. Laura, you were you were in the uh, the YouTube video too, right? Yeah. Okay, so you're when you were the one talking about how uh, uh, Naomi was your favorite character. She was above all your favorite character. Was that you? Yes. Yes, okay. that was absolutely me. Okay, you and I was the one that was saying I, I want season two and I want it now. I don't want to wait. That's me. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. We're, we're just getting. To, we never had a chance, Chris. We never had a chance to meet each other while we we're doing the filming for that thing, mm-hmm. and so they were supposed to share emails so that we could all contact each other. They never did, and they, you know, Twitter things, all this other good stuff. They never shared that stuff. So, but anyway, I just, oh, yeah. I just thought yeah, I'd mention that. This way. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Crash Couch. I hope it was as entertaining uh, to you guys as it was uh, for me and for uh, my wonderful guests that joined us for this episode. Uh, we'll be back um, hopefully sometime in the near future to discuss the next episode. Uh, so until then, uh, have a great morning, afternoon, night, wherever you are listening to this, and we'll see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.